Welcome back to Forging Employee Engagement. I'm Josh Green, joined here with Alexander Norin. We're doing it. This is awesome. <laughs> another episode, everybody. Just another exciting day to talk about employee engagement, how to make the workplace a better place to work. And that's right. And we have a wonderful guest today. Her name is Mary Miller. Let me just tell you a little bit about her. She is the CEO of Jancoa, a professional speaker and author of the best-selling book, Changing Direction. You know, it's interesting, Alexander, when you Google her name, the first thing that pops up is obviously her name, and then you see her title, CEO, and then the next thing that pops up is this tagline that says, focusing on happiness leads to success. Ah, nice is mind-blowing. So, Mary, welcome to the show. How are you feeling today? I am feeling great. How are you guys doing? Outstanding. Really awesome. Really, really great. Just tell us a little bit about where that tagline comes from, because it seems like you've made that your life's mission, your life's goal. So, uh, fill in some of the gaps there. Well, you know, Josh, I have you ever had a really bad day? A couple. Yeah. I, I had an accumulation <laughs> of bad days the year I turned 30. And anything that could go wrong went wrong that year. And I had spent all my life really trying to be the good person, the good girl. You know, what my parents said, what my bosses said, what my spouse said. I tried to please others. And then everything, the wheels fell off the bus. I went, had bankruptcy, went through my second divorce, lost two jobs. And on Christmas Eve, I received an eviction notice. And I all of a sudden found myself as a single mom with three children. That's hard. So yeah, what I realized is my way of living my life was not serving me very well <laughs> or anybody else in my life, right? Right. So I, I'm very happy and excited to hear that that was on, that's how, what came up on my name. And but I had a friend while back said, you know, he has people ask regularly, is Mary Miller successful because she's happy or happy because she's successful? Mm. And he says, I have to believe she's successful because she's happy. And it started because I decided to change directions and to do things differently. And being an optimist, I believe a realistic optimist, but an optimist nonetheless, and focus on the positives gives me the energy to deal with the things that don't go the way I want it to, which constantly happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and what I love most about this is it's not just an internal journey that you're on, but you're also pushing it out to the employees that work under you and to the rest of your life, I'm assuming, this, this positive and happiness-focused direction. Absolutely. Um, one of the things that Tony, my husband, who started our business, and I joined him in 1993, we're a 46-year-old family business, and today I'm the CEO. And one of the things that we really have learned over the past 25 years is that when we're focusing on going after our dreams and the positive things that are going on and help others realize and acknowledge the positive and to celebrate the things that are going well, everybody can work together much better to overcome the obstacles, eliminate them, and really pursue and capture the opportunities that are out there for the taking. Right. And you've really been able to capture this within your own business. I mean, if you look at it, Jancoa's retention rate is 300% below the industry's average. The yes, company is. has doubled its management team to keep up with the growth over the past 10 years. And I'm assuming that's because you've been able to create that culture to engage employees. Is that correct? 
It absolutely is. I was just talking with somebody earlier today and they were questioning how I can attract millennials and young people into our industry. I mean, when you broil it down, cleaning toilets and mopping floors is not very sexy or romantic. <laughs> Well, an argument might be there. <laughs> but I pointed out to him, you know, Procter & Gamble's been very successful dealing with diapers and soap. So it's, True, it's right? really about the mission driven and what you're focusing on, not the task, but the result. And our focus at Giancoa is all about improving the quality of life for our team and their family, help them have the tools to be successful, they take care of our customers, our customers are happy, and we have grown 100% by referral only. That's incredible. Are you hiring by chance? Because this sounds like a pretty uh, sweet deal. <laughs> we so... are always looking for people, <laughs> but we're only in the greater Cincinnati area. <sighs> well, God, tough, that's a tough break. Tough break for us here out in Boston. Yeah. Um, well, Cincinnati's a great place to live. <laughs> so I, I would just, if you could, can you provide a little bit more color around that? I mean, the workplace that you just described, I'm going to be honest, I, I, I've worked at a number of places where if while working where I have worked, someone told me about a, a workplace that you have cultivated, I, I frankly probably wouldn't believe them. Um, uh, I can yeah. understand that. So tell me, tell me a little bit about that. Like what, what specifically do you, do you do to help really foster that environment? Let me give you an example. I, I was at a, my husband and I were attending an outreach training session this year, and there was about 40 people in the room. And we were sitting at this table with about six other people. And this one young man looked at us and said, you guys look really familiar. So I introduced us and he hits the table and laughs. He says, I used to work for you. And I'm like, what? <laughs> he says, yes, I'm originally from Nigeria. And my very first job in the United States was with Jancoa. And Jancoa gave me a job making good wages with benefits and vacation pay, working the hours that allowed me to go to school, to community college, because back home in Nigeria, I was in the IT world and I needed to get the certifications in this country to go back to what I really love to do. Mm -hmm. So he worked for us for a couple of years working on his certificates and now he's working in IT and he's remained friends with people that he met while working at Jancoa. And honestly, guys, I just wanted, I, I think I was just a puddle on the floor. Mm -hmm. It just, that's exactly what we're trying to accomplish. Nobody dreams of being a janitor. My husband didn't dream of being a janitor. He started our business when he was 19 years old and his father died from heart disease. And he started our business so that he can support his mom and siblings. And we have continued in that vein. And Tony and I have been married 27 years. We have a blended family of five children and 11 grandchildren. We've been very blessed. Congratulations. And thank you. <laughs> We take it very serious, that responsibility, that we're not responsible for our team, but we have a responsibility to them to help connect them to programs and agencies and possibilities to make their future bigger than their present and their past. And Mary, that is such an amazing idea because a lot of companies in today's world seems to approach it in a very different way that these employees are going to achieve results for the, the company, 
and then they're going to move on down the road eventually. But it sounds like you're approaching it in a way that you are cultivating their talent and helping build their skill set so that if they one day choose to leave your industry and your company, that you're okay with that and that you know that you've done your best to cultivate their talents. I, yes, that's exactly right. Because bottom line, doesn't every company want have to have team members that want to be there? Absolutely. And, you know, I remember I've heard for years about golden handcuffs and different things. And those aren't engaged, productive people. Our, not only is our retention improved, but our efficiencies, our productivity, we, our systems are really aligned. I mean, the old thought that anybody can clean, you know, I'm a horrible cleaner myself, but I'm a great conversationalist. <laughs> <laughs> well, and when you, when you mentioned the golden handcuffs, I, I used to work in an industry uh, working with car dealerships. Uh-huh. And uh, it's a very lucrative industry, especially if you're a salesperson and you're good at what you're doing. You're going to make a lot of money doing it, but it, it seems at times that they are completely disengaged because they, they, they don't want to be there per se, that there are other passions and pursuits that they have, but uh, it's just a, trying to find the perfect balance there. You know, when you're focusing just on money, you'll never find your passion or your purpose. That's, when you go after your passion and purpose, the money will follow. It's just the way it works. And just money is shallow and just not, I mean, there's news story after news story of people, especially in the entertainment and sports industries that are so big in the press that have all kinds of money, but are miserable. Mm. So every, no matter who you are or what you're doing in your life, you need to have big dreams to be excited about that have that blend of scary and exciting that brings you energy to go after what you want. How do you how do you educate your employees about this? Is it is it a lead by example, or do you have any sort of structured program specifically that you, you know, kind of use to help employees understand that, like, hey, yeah, we're here to help you achieve your potential, not just cut you a paycheck. Alexander, that's a very good question. <laughs> good job, round of applause. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, the way it's evolved when we mm-hmm. started the Dream Manager. And create, we didn't, that's not, I mean, I had a really catchy name to start with. You ready? We created the incredible employee retention program. <laughs> well, <that laughs> and as, as we were helping people buy homes, learn English, get their GEDs, you know, all these things to improve their quality of life, a friend said, you know, what you're really doing is you're helping these people achieve really big dreams. And Tony and I were immediately like, okay, that's it. So we had started that we moved the name to the Dream Engineer. Mm. And then in the early 2000s, mid 2000s, we met a young man named Matthew Kelly, who was already a best-selling author. And we were introduced by friends and he would hear the stories of what we were doing. And he said, man, these are great stories. You should write a book. And I guess he had already written 10 books, best-selling author. So I guess he thought anybody could write a book. <laughs> and he came to us finally and said, okay, I want to, I've got to get this story out there. What can we work out? So Matthew, we licensed him to write the book, The Dream Manager, that popularized what we created at Jancoa. And he also created a company called Floyd Consulting. And Floyd stands for Finally Living Out Your Dreams. I like it. it. Isn't that great? <laughs> when he first told us the name, I'm like, boy, really? 
so it makes sense. And he works with companies all over the world in helping them create and integrate this program. And the best thing about it is you've probably been familiar with companies that start programs and they get distracted by business right. and Absolutely. obstacles that get in the way. When companies contract with Floyd, Floyd will keep them on track and keep them from stopping where they won't three years later say, whatever happened to that green thing we used to do? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it makes a huge difference. Yeah. I, one of the big holdups that, we, that we've encountered in our experience in this employee engagement space is this idea that you know, a lot of companies, it, it sounds like from your experience, you started out the right way. It sounds like you, you, you're intentional and um, you know, intentional about your hiring process and, and who you bring on and, and helping coach them up. And you already have you as the organizational leader already have that uh, vision that, that you lead the company by. But uh, a lot of people, you know, they're new to this, you know, they, they come from the old management style of, uh, you know, like we mentioned before, do what you're asked to do, get paid for it, and we'll see you tomorrow morning. Um, any thoughts on, on how leaders can change, how leaders can take the steps in the right direction to, you know, not just adopting a policy because it sounds like the new hip thing to do to bring on this new engagement policy, but, but be converted to that cause. So that, like you mentioned, three years down the road, they don't sit back and think, oh, whatever exactly. did happen to that thing? What, do you, what are some things that people can do to really catch that vision? Get the CEO and the leadership team a copy of the Dream Manager book. Boom. Whether it's anonymously <laughs> or whatever, because that's really the impetus. When the leaders of the company see the possibility, it's got to start at the top. I had a conversation recently with a couple young women whose CEO had read the book and loved it and said, okay, do what you can do. Find out who you need to talk to, make this happen. Mm -hmm. So in our conversation, I was asking questions and I said, so is your leadership team or it's a nonprofit or the board members, anybody else going to be involved in this? And they're like, uh, no, they said they read the book and they told us to make it happen and make everybody go after it because we need to fix our turnover. And I said, I'm really sorry, but it's not going to work. It's not a plug and play and a, and a magical fix like a magic wand. If, if the leaders of a company aren't pursuing their dreams and open and encouraging others, this is what I found, guys. The most important thing that has happened through the dream manager is this created a culture of caring. What started out as a program to attract and retain employees has totally transitioned to a culture where people care about each other. And that's the number one. These are principles. And principles is not something you apply to a business or to life, but apply to how you live. So you have to really care about the people. You have to ask them what they want. And I don't mean survey monkey. I mean, having real conversations, whether it's with the manager, with all the supervisors or the supervisor with the frontline employees, it's got to be conversational so that you can really hear what they're saying. That gives you the opportunity to acknowledge what you hear, to clarify, that practice those active listening skills and to be able to encourage them. The one thing that is the kiss of death, I believe, is if the company goes a step over line and tries to make everybody's dream come true, because there's always somebody that says, well, you're not doing this for me. Why are you doing that for them? It's never good enough. Mm. So people's growth, their esteem and confidence always grow by what they achieve themselves. So what we do is we listen to what they're saying. If they ask us for direct help, 
We'll connect them with a program or an agency that exists. And you know, there's programs and agencies all over the world that are created just to help people achieve things in their life. We don't have, as business people, that's not my specialty. So that we can connect them to somebody that that is their specialty to and make feel, that happen. Yeah, and I feel like that's such a, a big deal and such a big win for your company to be able to let your, your employees know that you care Yes, you actually care about them and their personal growth, and and a lot of times when you when you talk about Survey Monkey or sending out these pulse surveys, a lot of times companies will send it out maybe once a year, and employees they don't really take it that seriously because they don't think that the results matter. You're absolutely right. The leaders, and I personally, from my own experience, have seen that, and I've also had moments where my manager cares about the results and when I find out that they care I'm much more willing to be honest in my feedback of the company. Absolutely. Everybody regardless of it boils down, I, I'm a tech I love technology but technology is to aid humanity to make life easier and better and to advance progress it's not to replace it mm. and what's happened way too often in businesses that are dealing with turnover and low engagement is they're not connecting with the humanity of the team members they're looking as somebody doing the task and i'll be honest with you when we first start started the program we were looking for people to run vacuums and to be run dust cloths and to do the work and we found out the hard way when we saw that our team members were more in survival mode than we were. We really connected to the humanity component. And that's what we're always trying to advance now. That's, I, I love that concept. Some, one of the things I like to think about when I think about the, the connection between the employer and employees is, is if we're looking at it the right way, it's really fostering a relationship, right? It's, it's um, exactly this concept of, you, you know, if you, if you talk to any other person, you know, you, you have to create that relationship of value, of trust and support to really uh, be able to, to connect with them, to really, to really make progress. And absolutely, think, you know, we get, and that's where everybody feels better and achieves. Right. Absolutely. Right. So, uh, you know, uh, oftentimes I think um, organizational leadership, they report back to stakeholders. And the stakeholders, um, you know, look at the growth and the, um, the trajectory of a company really by the numbers a lot of the time, I think, mm -hmm. which, which can be a shame, but, under, but is, I think, in some ways also understandable. Um, how would you, you know, if, if you had to uh, discuss a, a, an employee engagement, a, a company culture o overhaul with stakeholders, how would you, how would you justify that, uh, that big expense, which on paper you know, it is really hard to prove that it's a financially wise decision, perhaps. Oh, Alexander, are you thinking this is too warm and fuzzy? There are those. <laughs> I would never be guilty of that. But I, I think there are those out there that say this is too soft and squishy. I, exactly. I need some numbers. I need some hard One facts my... to justify all this effort. <laughs> well, I'll get to the cost because numbers are real. So right. I will get to that. But I want to share a quick story that I really enjoyed. And I was part of a women's leadership program a number of years ago. And on my, it was actually my birthday that I was at this workshop and the woman who was leading that session was talking about success and significance. 
And she said she had applied to, for a job. She was interviewing for a job with the U.S. Air Force. And one of the commanders came in to talk to her and said, you know, if you're really interested in this job, you have to read this book, The Dream Manager. It's a life changer and it makes a difference in how you work with other people. And the woman goes on to say, I don't know if you've ever heard of the book, but it is such a great book. And the whole room starts laughing and pointing at me and saying, it's about her company. <laughs> I think it was one of the best birthday presents I ever had, honestly. That's awesome. But you don't that. think of the Air Force, well, maybe compared to Marines, but you don't think of the Air Force as being warm and squishy. Right. You know, they have a hard task and they're mm -hmm. taskmasters at their specialty. Right. And that's the thing. When you do the right thing, it is amazing how you will also attract more people. So it not only improves the retention, it attracts more people, customers, as well as team members. Our customers come because they know we take care of our team members and they love being part of that program. Mm -hmm. Our efficiencies and productivity is better than it's ever been because of having a better retention and having, you can train and create processes when you have the same people. So our top line's better because it attracts more people. It's that magnet, the law of attraction. Right. And our bottom line's better because we don't have the churn. Right, right. So, and it so, makes a huge difference. So it's the best business model that exists. So just, just to summarize the, the, the key financial elements here, you're, 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 what you're saying is based off your uh, obviously successful experience, you've seen that implementing these, uh, what some might deem to be soft and um, emotion-oriented strategies uh, pay off on reducing the cost of turnover and um, reducing the overhead of having to, uh, the knowledge lost, right? With, with other, other uh, hiring on new people and it increases productivity, meaning employees are, employees are more willing of themselves, their own volition, not because they're forced, but of their own volition to even give perhaps more on the job than they would. Absolutely. Awesome. You know, my That's job, fantastic. I've been here 25 years and for 15 years, I was out telling everybody they should hire Jan Cohen, why they should hire Jan Cohen and everything else. Now we've transitioned. When I'm out in the community, which I spend a lot of time, part of our business model is being very connected to the community and involved. So I'll be in a meeting and I'll be at a table with 10 people and three of the people would be customers and they're telling the other people why they should be a Jancoa customer <laughs> and how great we are. And all I have to do is sit there and look pretty. <laughs> <laughs> That's, good. That's a good and place to be does. in. That's a good place oh, to be in. Yeah. It is such a great place to be in. Right. Do you feel like that, that, customer experience is anyway a derivative of your employee experience like does it start there and and grows from there is it's or a what's the strategy it, it's definitely a recipe of a lot of different components to be of that work together they they love our team members where we have strong brand promise of professionalism and doing what we promise showing up on time and always our, our tagline is exceptional service with a smile. And I tell our team all the time, the smile is your attitude and your attitude is what people feel when you're around them. So mm -hmm. it just makes a huge difference on that connectivity. And, you know, there's always stories and people have memories of the, the custodian when they were in high school. Mm -hmm. And I love the fact that now people are loving the, the janitor in the building, the day porter and how they're taking care of making sure 
they're keeping the facility clean so the team members working in the building can do what they're paid to do and not have to worry about that. There's so many reports and studies about productivity when you're working in a clean and safe environment. And I don't, have you ever heard the story of when President Kennedy visited NASA? <laughs> Yes. Uh, it's one of, one of my favorites. I actually was at the Harvard commencement a couple of years ago. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg shared that experience. Um, Serious? And, yeah. Go, go ahead and just... I haven't heard it. So I, it's, I, it's I a feel a short out of the loop somebody, uh, <laughs> Someone bring me in on board. This sounds awesome. Okay. So back during the moon project, President Kennedy visited NASA and he's walking down the hallway. And he sees the janitor and he approaches him. He says, excuse me, sir, can I ask you a question? And the janitor sets aside his broom and says, yes, sir, Mr. President. And the president, Kenny said, can you tell me exactly what is your job? And he says, yes, sir, Mr. President, my job is to help put a man on the moon. Awesome. Everybody has a part in the ultimate goal that any company is trying to achieve. And it's really great that I, I think that you engender that in your employees and let them know that it's not just a job, it's a mission and it's even a destiny. It's, it's a privilege to do what you do. And I think the future of the workplace is being modeled right now by your organization. I, I, I predict my own, my own <laughs> little, because the thing is it's a competitive edge, right? Yes. And uh, you have a first mover advantage because you are, are doing it sooner than everybody else and i think it'll in time in, in the coming i don't know decades perhaps but in, in in time we'll look back and we'll say well you know every, it's just it'll be just the standard to treat your employees uh like like you're in a relationship with them because you, you know that's what everybody's doing and that's what the most successful path forward is so so um you know for all of those listening out there today the, the lessons that we can take here are are really help foster that growth, help foster that positive company attitude. And, you know, the, the proof's in the pudding there. We, you'll see what happens in the, in the tremendous results. So Mary, if, if you could give us, you've, you've already given us plenty of great advice, but if you could uh, wrap this up by telling us maybe a, a word of wisdom that you live by or something that you tell your employees to help encourage and inspire them, what, what would that be? Well, I do a lot of public speaking, keynote speaking, and my current message that I'm really trying to foster and put out there is when you, you spark change, you ignite passion. And when people live with passion, you can see all kinds of energy and positivity and that law of attraction and everything falls in place. But I believe the number one step to do that is you have to embrace change. People frequently will say, well, I want this or I want that, but like I want to lose 10 pounds, but don't tell me I have to stop eating chocolate. (laughs) 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 Right, right. Yeah, and obviously- That's a really important piece. And and you are the expert on the subject. You obviously wrote a best-selling book called Changing Direction. And how can our listeners find that book? Well, you could go to amazon.com or audible.com where I read the book if you'd prefer listening versus reading. And listeners, you've heard it here. She has such a wonderful personality. She's very vibrant. So <laughs> Audible might be the right way to go, guys. That is it. <laughs> is there a way that we can keep in touch with you? Well, you could follow me on Twitter, Mary underscore dreams. And our company, core company, Jan Coa, is uh, jancoa.com. 
Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. We very much appreciate your time, and we look forward to seeing you soon. It's been wonderful, well, thank Mary. Thank you, thank you both so very much. much. Appreciate it. Thank you.